Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Andrew and Phil. Uh, we've just seen Newcastle beat Everton one goal to nil. Um, although it should have been a lot more than one, actually. Um, really frustrating performance again. So that's our third consecutive defeat on the bounce. Um, Phil, where are you on the uh, the panic scale at the moment, mate? Um, I'd say a solid five at the moment. Um, I think the next the next four games are, are going to pretty much decide. I think not necessarily Frank's fate, but it's, it's going to decide certainly where we end up this season. Um, yeah, against against teams all in and around us, Palace and Bournemouth and Leicester. Um, yeah. so yeah, I I didn't to before to. Before tonight's game, I didn't really expect much. Um, mm. I thought if we could nick um, a, a nasty 1-0 or even get a draw out of it. But yeah, always knew a midnight, a midweek game under the lights at St. James's Park. Um, we knew the crowd would be up for it. And yeah. obviously last season, Newcastle were in around the bottom with us when we met them at their mm. place. And that just seemed to be our game against them was just an absolute catalyst for them to kick on and move yeah. up. So, I was I was quite pleased to see that um, I can't think of his name now, but um, Newcastle's one of their best players was out. Yep, same uh, maximum. maximum. I wasn't playing because he just tore us a new one last time. Yeah, he did. Great to see him not playing. Yeah, um, but I, I assume Frank would employ the same tactics he would do against that he did against Tottenham. Mm. So we'd, we'd soak up, um, let them have possession, basically soak it up. And try and hit them on the break. I'm yeah. getting a bit bored of seeing these tactics. I understand it, um, but as as good as our defence has been, you can't keep these teams out for ninety minutes. Yeah. Particularly when, if I had to sum this game up in one word, it'd be toothless, because yeah. we were so we were just so toothless up front. Mm. Um, it, 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 I feel I actually feel sorry for our back four. Um, we're winning possession, and then we're giving it. You just can't move the ball through the lines at all. Yeah. So Anana's picking it up. He's looking up. He's, he's, he's potentially got Gray to give it to, or he's got Gordon tonight. Mm. But they they get the ball. They very quickly run down in, into the channels. They lose the ball very quickly. Yeah. Um, Calvert Lewin held up to a degree tonight, but obviously he's still not fit. Mm. Um, <laughs> the balls are jumping for. He's about half an hour out of time. Yep. Um. So the ball's just constantly coming back. We we held very little possession. It improved in the second half, but I think that was obviously down to the fact Newcastle were already ahead. And they're mm. quite happy for us to have possession for large parts of it. Yep. No, we weren't going to do a lot with it. Um, so, yeah, just just frustrated again um, after Saturday. I didn't, I didn't expect much, but I thought we might get a draw out of it over there. Um, yeah. You could hear the fans on the TV, brilliant as ever. Yeah, spot um, on the way. He was singing Spirit of the Blues, so fair play to mm. all of them that have gone and sat up in the gods <laughs> and, and yeah. shout their hearts out. But, you know, even, even they're not enough to inspire this lot at the moment. Mm. You just you just wonder what they're doing on the training ground all week. Is, is the tactic to, you know, Frank gives one half of the team the ball and the other half not and says, well, you know, the team not... That's the team that's basically going to play all the weekend because <laughs> um, the the team that have possession clearly aren't the one we're seeing. Um, mm. So, yeah, just such frustration. Just 
just two things. You just you just wonder if you don't score goals, you, you don't win games. And yeah. and we can't keep out the good teams for an entire ninety minutes. We just can't do it. Yeah, um, it's true. So, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You sound very calm actually when when saying that. Um, Andrew, are you uh, a little bit higher on the panic stations panic scale? No, I thought we were going to lose. Um, though admittedly that was because I forgot that St. Maximan was injured two days ago and Isaac was also out. Um, yep. He's a big player for them. Um, mm. I thought it was going to be another 2-0. Um, I knew Byrne was going to abuse us um, and he did. Yep. Uh, they just seemed to get away. I mean, even before the money came in, they seemed to get away with a lot. So Yeah, definitely. I just, uh, they have a very, very strong collective fight. They are working one twos like crazy, um, just really neat passing. And we still can't seem to figure that out. Mm. Our front three, whilst individually good to occasionally great, they do not gel. Mm. Um, it's the same as it was with Richie and DCL. They just don't really seem to see each other yeah. all that often. Or yeah. they'll go like, they'll overcompensate and like try and play too many like neat little passes mm-hmm. within three feet of each other. There was that one sequence uh, where we were like basically on the edge of their box. And it was, I think it was Gray and Gordon just, you know, back healing it to each other over and over until we lost it. Yeah, inevitably. But um, yeah, I expected, I thought we were going to give United the tougher fight. That was just a really bad day. Mm. Spurs were a lot better than us. And then this, it just seemed like, I mean, there was one stretch of time where we had 90% possession. I think it was the longest, like, continued bout of success of possession that we've had mm. in years. Um, and we couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I expect the next several games will be the real key to where we stand in this league and mm. if it's panic stations or not. Yeah, definitely. Just looking at the stats tonight, it's 50, 50% possession. Mm. But obviously, I think we know we were gifted a lot of that in the second half. Early but second we've had, half, yeah. We've had one shot in 90 minutes and that wasn't even on target. Yeah. Um, two corners. I think we're, we're in 50 odd now, are we in corners without actually scoring a goal? Mm. Um, and 12 fouls to their nine. So if you looked at those stats, you think it was a pretty even game, but it, it never really felt even. No, I think they had 16 shots as well. And yeah. we just didn't even get a shot on target, which is. Yeah. Ridiculous, but um, Pickford did all right. I just I thought it was weird that again, McNeil wasn't sharing the pitch with Dom. Mm. Like they put McNeil on with Mope, and it's yep. like that doesn't work. Mm. Like yeah, I think Mope, point. I think a front three of like the annoying little wasps mm. that are Gordon Gray and Mope would be a better choice. Mm. And then you work in like the technician, smash and grab, set piece guys. Um, but Dom's timing, as you said, he's just way early. Uh, still, he's got the leap, but he just doesn't have the timing yet. Yeah, definitely. Um, Phil, what what do you think? It it seems to me like every time we play, it doesn't matter who the opponent is, but we always play submissive. We we're never in control of the game. You know, we never take the game to them. We're never the alpha team. It, where do you think that comes from? Do you think that comes from Lampard and his staff, or do you think it's a mentality problem like within the club somewhere? I, I think it must be a direction from Lampard to an extent. Although you can argue for six years now we've been playing this way. Mm. We, we've always been the underdog despite the amount, huge amounts of money we've spent. 
yeah we, we've always been the underdog and we, we seem to embrace that and oh well they can have the ball and we'll soak it up and try and hit them on the attack yeah and um I think when Frank first came in obviously he decided to do like he did at Derby County where he got up and playing possession football he mm. thought well I'll, I'll do that straight away and obviously <laughs> that didn't work because we just don't have the players to do that at this level yeah. and he to, to his credit he pretty much figured that out very quickly mm. and we went to this this form where we are soaking up and then trying to hit on the break, and and it worked for him. Obviously, it kept us staved off relegation last season, mm. and we, we seem to have carried that through into this season. Now, obviously, we've we've made quite a few signings, nothing major because we're obviously not allowed to spend because of the corruption that is financial fair play. Yeah, um, and so we he's is obviously well aware that we are this season going to carry on playing that way almost. So he's he's strengthened the back lineup very very significantly. Yeah, and his attempt to do that with midfield as well, in in terms of bringing back uh, Gay is obviously a brilliant defensive midfield most of the time. Yeah, and Anon, I still, I still, I see more defensive at the moment than I do in attacking. It's, mm. He has burst through occasionally, and obviously we should have scored against Spurs, but his job seems to be mainly to try and break up play and moving out to the left to constantly help out Malenko, yeah. who is just targeted all, all the time. Mm. Uh, teams just seem to think the left side's the way to go. Um, that was that was, didn't seem any different tonight. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it must be an instruction on the training ground. This is how how we're going to play. But but like we we have had players like Coleman's playing tonight, and he's played many years where we've played this similar style of football again. Yeah. Um, I have to say most of the players there now are, 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 are new players, really. So. Yeah. There's no reason to to follow this unless it's a managerial instruction. Mm. It just seems it just seems odd to me to continually invite pressure on yourself in yeah. the hope that, that you'll score on the break. Um, because we we just we we know it's not like Premier League of years ago where there was you know three or four really good teams and the rest were much of muchness. Now everybody's yeah. got big money to spend. Like Newcastle have seen tonight, the, the richest club in the world now. So mm. you're constantly playing against teams now that have got really good attackers, you know, like to Brighton, you know, even Leeds that have come up have got you know talented players. Yeah. Um, and I think we were saying earlier when we played Notts Forest at home, mm. outside of the first twenty minutes, we basically gave them possession for the majority of the game and, and, until they scored, and then they gave it us back, and we managed to nick an equaliser at the end. Yeah. So even against you know, a team of 20 strangers we still we still managed to to, to yeah. give them a lot of the possession it's it's it must be coming from the manager yeah it's, it's just strange um andrew how, how do you feel about that like just constantly just sitting back and just letting teams you know come on to us and you know do you think lampard should I mean, when as Phil touched on, he tried to implement a system which was slightly more attacking last season. Um, do you think we just need to just go fuck it and just try and literally just play? Because, as Phil said, they are getting through. I think it's a conundrum with the way our attacking players have not been gelling. Mm. If you're going to play on the break, you need to be super clinical and efficient and have yeah. an amazing conversion rate. If you're going to be possession-based, it's kind of the same thing. Mm. But we tend to get dispossessed a lot or make a dumb mistake, even yeah. like really high up the pitch. Like their goal came from Onana 
kind yeah. of dawdling on the I'm not I'm say dawdling on the ball. He wasn't running unless I was watching something weird. Mm. It just seemed like he was kind of in a jog yeah. and didn't realize there was danger behind him. But mm. he was like nearly to their box. It seemed like he was way up the pitch. Maybe he's at the 18 yard, but mm. that's where he got dispossessed. Yeah. And then they bring it back and score. So you can't be a possession-based team if that's going to happen. You mm. can't be a team that plays on the counter if you don't finish, you know, one out of every three chances that you get, because that seems to be all we get. Mm. So I think, I don't know, that ultra-defensive Everton is a power bottom. Mm. Maybe that's the, <laughs> that's the uh, tactical term, I think. Yeah. You should get coined. Mm. Um, but I just, I don't, I'd rather us go Blitzkrieg, fuck it. Mm. Throw the kitchen sink at it and let's get in a firefight. Yeah, and definitely. Sundry analogies. Right, lads. I just want to bend your ear for a wee second here. Do you remember a certain Turkish centre forward that played for Everton? Remember the training photos through the week you would see? And it was just like hair and scalp. And people used to be like, Jesus, look at that. Well, they see your three-pronged attack. See if you don't look after it. That's basically what it looks like. Not very nice. <laughs> but um, that's why over at Manscaped, we have the performance package. Now, guys, this is the real deal. I'm not even joking. This thing just can get in everywhere. It really, really can. And it does not leave chafing. Have you ever messed about and used hair removal cream or... You've used a premium razor thinking this will be great. And then it feels like you get sandpaper on the inside of your thighs and elsewhere for the rest of the week. Well, this thing eliminates that. I'm not even joking. It feels so smooth after the cut and even on the grow back, it does not wreck you. Um, they've also got the crop reviver, which can give your balls basically a fantastic boost. And as you walk around all day, it's it feels great. That's the best way to put it. Um, also the crop preserver straight after a cut and i tell you it just feels good settles everything down and just gives you that musky man smell you know so you can just feel confident beating around all day with your nice shaven tommy gravis and lee carsley combo so guys please listen in at the end of the show there's a lot more information but briefly if you order from manscaped you can use our code eaw20 and you can get 20% off your order and free postage worldwide. So please, once again, listen in if you'd like to support the podcast. Now back to the football. Um, I'll just say that Onana, he, he was, I thought he was okay. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of times where he, he just does some silly things, but I think that just comes with experience um, or lack of inexperience, lack of experience at the moment. But as you say, he lost the ball and then they hit us on the counter-attack. It will be in gay were in good positions on the edge of the box, but they didn't like shift over to where Onana should have been or gay doesn't anyway. He doesn't come across and then Almiron just kills one into the top corner. Um, Phil, do you shot. think... Uh, yeah, it was a nice shot, but Phil, do you think Pickford... Um, do you think he got done there or he could have done anything better? Like when you start in real time, I thought that's a, a that's a really it's a good hit, really. Um yeah. but when you when you see in slow-mo, and it's thing is world doesn't work in slow motion, does it? So mm. it's um <laughs> like t- tackles look different in slow motion. 
yeah as do sharps in slow motion it looks like he, he could have done better his positioning he was just too far off but yeah. I, I just put it down to it's a great shot you know it's you know the Peruvian David Guest has managed to get one past him there mm. um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah what what happened though just after that I think it was about 40 minute mark is Joel Linton basically absolutely sm smashed into Garnago. yeah he did um, it's not a yellow card. Mm. You can, I can, I'm, I'm sick of complaining about refs because we just sound like better Evertonians all the time. Mm. Um, but that's just clear as day. That's the yellow card. I don't care where it is on the pitch, it's a yellow card. Yeah, he's off. That second yellow card is gone. Mm. Uh, we're then playing, we're one nil down, but it's 40 minutes, so we've still got a good, you know, uh, plenty of time to get back into the game yep. against 10 men there. And Eddie Helm knew he saw his arse there because he knew it because he took him off at half time. Took him off at it's half time. Not, he's not going to take Joe Linton off at half time, who's consistently been one of his best players since he got there. Yeah. If he knows he shouldn't be on the pitch to begin with. Mm. So how how they've got away with, with that, and that's not to excuse our play tonight, but it, it's just those little those. It's not even a little decision. It's those little things that just aren't currently going Frank's way as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, I think I've seen a stat from uh, Lee Mark earlier on on Twitter. Um, we haven't had a red card against us in over two years. No club in England has gone longer without an opposition red card, which mm. is just ridiculous. But the thing that annoys me about that little clip with Joe Linton is none of the players were swarming the referee to say that's a second yellow card. Um, no. He kind of just let it go, which was really weird. Gay just seemed to bounce it off instead of you know, rolling around like they did for the majority of the game. Um, yeah, you'd expect the likes of Cody to be in the ref's face at that yeah. point. Or Coleman. Yeah. Coleman's on the pitch. He's mm. not quite vocal to the refs, but... I don't think he's yeah, vocal just, at all, Coleman. Yeah, it, it was it was just odd. Because um, obviously then they, they then concede a player in midfield, so that means they'll have to take a, an attacker off. Yeah. And then we can apply more pressure then for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it was. I'm not saying we would have got anything out of it, but it changed the game massively, as we know. Um, so yeah, yeah, but going back to your point in terms of Pick Pickford, um, you, you could question his initial positioning, but I think you just put it down to a, a good a good shot, really. Yeah, uh, fair play. Um, Andrew, is it concerning that it looks like we've got no plan B? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, okay, so plan A, you know, if it's gelling is 4-3-3, mm. bit more offensively minded. Yeah. And then plan B is kind of a 5-3-2 or 3-4-3, three, three, whatever. Yeah. Both of which seem very, very defensive away from home. Yeah. Um, I said United, I don't think we played really defensively. It just was a shit show. Mm. Um, Spurs we definitely did which I think was the right call honestly and I think today I don't think the tactics were bad I don't mm. think Frank made the wrong calls except for maybe selection mm. um, it's just the lack of will I'm not even sure if it was an inability to execute it just seemed like we were broken okay. um, during yeah. that stretch honestly when we had possession and we didn't accomplish anything like that can be um, insert Andrew boxing thing like <laughs> when you start flurrying and the guy's still standing like we weren't even really flurrying we were just kind of shadow boxing yeah yeah very annoying 
Um, zero creativity whatsoever. But um, Phil Calvert-Lewin, he started the game, as you said, his jumps were a little bit early and things. But And, and he also had that tackle as well. I think it was in the first half where he, he just went flying in and kind of scissored Bruno Guimaraes, however you say his name, and got a yellow card for that one. But do you think he was... He was okay, Calvert Lewin. Yeah, he, he put himself about, and that's that's. It, it's more than Malpai has been able to do last yeah. few games. Um, mm. um, yeah, it's it's nice to see him back and get some minutes under his belt. He, like I said, his timing is a bit off. There's a there's a, a few times he he was um, running between the defenders and asking for the ball. The, the one opportunity to write a good one, but his first touch was terrible. Yeah. Um, again, that'll come with much fitness, hopefully. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to see him. He's, he's certainly at the more of a focal point. He helps us get higher up the pitch. Yeah. Um, and he's looking at his Twitter message yesterday. I think he posted a, a picture of himself indicating he would be starting tonight. Yeah. Um, so that would have jeered the fans up a bit. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's going to, like last time after he had a, a large injury, it, it takes him time to get back into it and get, get the gist of things. Yeah. So um, my only thing tonight was they, they took him off to put Malpai on. Now I'd have put, personally, I'd have put Rondon on, you know, playing mm-hmm. against, he's an ex-Newcastle player. They, yep. they kind of know what he's about and what he can do. He's big, powerful, strong. Uh, we needed some to hold the ball up to try and get us some corners or some free kicks. And he yep. would have been the option I'd have gone for. Mm. Uh, particularly if you're putting O'Neill on, because all his game is to cross the ball into a big guy. Yeah. Um, so that, that just seemed quite an odd one for me obviously mm. he's Lampard's by so he's going to favour him over Rondon potentially yeah. um, but but tonight if you're going to replace him he, he, he might have been wanting to try something different with Wolves Mopai but it just wasn't that kind of game we just didn't yeah. have any exerted pressure um, mm. so if we were like if we're like a Man City and we're constantly in and around the opposition's box and we're passing it around that's Mopai's kind of game yeah he's, he's you know he's going to have a shot without with that unexpected, like he did the, the first goal he scored from, was he hit it very early and yep. surprised the keeper. And and he's, you know, foxing around the box, if you want to call it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just it just wasn't, it didn't feel like his time of game tonight. So it, was, it, it felt to me a strange decision. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, Cavaloon did okay. My main concern is the two either side of him, whoever that is at the moment. So hmm. whether that be, Gordon or um, Gray, um, yep. they just—I don't know. They're not. They're neither scoring particularly or assisting. Uh, they just seem to run down dead ends a lot of the time. Yeah, um, Gordon just seems to want to book in more than he wants a goal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's just really frustrating. So how he's sixty million, I have no idea. I wanted to prove to me sixty million, mm. but uh, I remember getting a taxi down to the ground on the, the Notts Forest game. Yeah, no, uh, I, was, I was saying to the taxi driver, "Do, do you think he's um, worth sixty million? And in the Scouse twang, he said, "Oh, you know, if he is, I'll drive him there myself." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought as a taxi driver, that was particularly apt. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping he finds some kind of form. Obviously, Lampard sees something in him. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't at the moment. He, he, there's no end product, and it's a bit like it's a bit like Gray. Gray's got all the attributes of an amazing player. He's quick, skillful. He's got a trick in his locker. He, mm. he can hold the ball to an extent, but yeah, I suppose the reason is he cost us what was it one and a half million 
Yeah. A lot of time, his decision making just isn't there. It's all so you look at the best strikers, the best wingers. Uh, it, it's it's all in the head. That's what makes him brilliant. You know, Kane's yeah. not particularly quick, but he, he knows where to be. He knows where to stand. Yeah, clever. Yeah, it's really clever. We seem to have. I'm, I'm trying to think of the last clever striker we had. Probably Lukaku to an extent, mm. really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. That's it's the people either side of the striker that are concerning me most at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, Andrew Phil just mentioned Gordon there. Um. He comes back in after his suspension and uh, he's up against Dan Byrne on that left-hand side who Dan Byrne gets the better of him all game, which is pathetic. Um, but he has that moment just before half-time where he, he gets his body in front of Dan Byrne in the box. He, he feels a little hand on the back um, yeah. and tries to buy a penalty. Um, not a penalty, was it really? No. Uh, and even if it was, even if it had been stronger, it wouldn't have been given. Gordon's just mm. one of those guys. He's ostensibly South American somehow, mm. even though yeah. his skin is translucent. <laughs> um, but uh, he uh, he's just never going to get calls. He's got a reputation already. Yeah. Um, and unless yeah. he changes that badge, he's not going to get calls, even if they were sterner than that little nudge that anybody would have given him. Yeah. Tarkovsky could have given that at the other end. I don't think they would have gotten a pen. Mm. Yeah. What did you make of the um, the handbags after that with the uh, Gordon and, ah. and, <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. It was just interesting, just from the dire, you know, anti football that we've been watching. Uh, <laughs> inability to accomplish anything. I was like, oh, mm. this is a nice little kerfuffle. Yes, please. I'll yeah. have more. Something to enjoy finally. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sad. It really is sad. Um... I'll tell you what, I can get. Yeah, definitely. Um, 12th place and, you know, argy-bargy every once in a while. Yeah, why not? Good season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phil, you mentioned Damari Gray as well. Um, his, you know, decision-making is absolutely awful. There was a, a moment in the first half where three Everton players were standing in a triangle um, and he passes it into the middle of the triangle and gives the ball away completely. Um, what What can you do with them? Can you just... I mean, we, it's not exactly like we can drop him. We've got no one else to drop him for, apart from McNeil. But what is going on with him? He's just... And would you look to replace him in January? Um, I, th- I think we were... In terms of the summer spending, we when transfers we were looking at, we were desperate to have another backup striker to Calvert-Lewin because we... Yeah. Even though he was fit at that stage, we, we knew how injury-prone he'd been recently. Yeah. And I think we were also desperate for another winger... And although we got the striker at Mopai in the end, whether he's right or wrong, we'll, we'll figure out over the next few months or so. But yeah. we, we were desperate for another winger. Obviously, we bought McNeil in, and you know he, we he played in that um, the friendly game before the, the uh, league started, and he scored yeah. two. And we thought, mm. my God, this is he, he was he looked absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's just not worked out for him. I think he's been on. Um, Twitter when he scored his first goal, saying how difficult it's been to settle in, and you know, yeah, still very young. You got to remember a bit like um, Gordon's, so you you could argue he's still finding his way, and um, yeah, we we definitely need. Hopefully, in January we'll be looking to recruit a, another winger. We're obviously yeah. that guy from Ajax mm-hmm. who's now gone on to like storm the world in the Champions League. So yeah, um, he's probably not gone out of our reach now. Yeah. Um, so 
but yeah in, t- in terms of in terms of gray i don't know if i I just sit down and say can you just do the simple things mm. can you you know if if the attempts on to, to take the full back on and have and have a shot at goal then go for it otherwise you know yeah our main thing is just try and keep possession we are so bad at keeping possession i, I don't think there's a another team in the league that relinquishes possession as easily as we do yeah um, i think we lose the ball within three seconds of having it or <laughs> the, the opposition win it back within three seconds. It's stupid. Yeah. Essentially, um, it's just, yeah. And the only time we do have possession, it's in areas that we're not going to hurt anybody. It's yeah. just passed across the back four hmm. um, and then into Banana and then back to Cody. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it ends up just being pumped forward again, long ball, hoping for Gordon to chase it down or somebody. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's. I don't know. You, you watch these these training videos that the Everton put out on social media, and we look like world beaters. So I'm, I'm <laughs> starting to think we just stick Big McKean up front. To be honest, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not good. He has, yeah. So give good. him a go. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, Andrew, there was a little moment in the game where uh, Onana and Gay in the first half seemed to be having words with each other. Um, what do you what do you take from that, and is it is it good to see, or do you think it's concerning? I think it's good to see that Onana has the strength of character to make mm. that call. Yeah, um, if that's hubris or otherwise. I don't just I appreciate somebody being a voice, being a leader, or at least yeah. a challenger that's mm. going to demand you know high performance, even of somebody who's been everywhere. Yeah, um, it seemed like uh, just I caught a gesture. Onana kind of went like in the direction of the front three. Mm. And I, it seemed to me that it was because Gay was playing it safe a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't think Gay had a bad game at all, but it did seem to be a more like steady the ship kind of performance rather than anything speculative or enterprising. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I I'd think... say Gay was one of our best players tonight, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, after his slip up previously, mm. um, I, I thought he was pretty solid tonight. He won possession yep. like quite a bit. Yeah. In that moment, though, I could see why Onana would be frustrated because it did seem like Gray had acres of space uh, yeah, on yeah. the left. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other midfielder, um, since the contract talks surfaced, Alex Iwobi has been non-existent. Andrew, I know you're going to disagree with me here. and you, I think he's just, I don't know, for the last two or three games, he has been a ghost, a passenger, if you like. What do you think? Oh, you're talking to me? Um, Hang yeah. on, let me uh, take a hit of my vape and channel the spirit. <laughs> uh, our green comrade. Now, um, <laughs> I, I don't think he was amazing by any stretch, so don't let me like go off the deep end here. I thought he was fine, uh, mm-hmm. very competent in terms of like where he was. He's not spectacular on the right. He's better when he's more central. Yeah. But I think he put in a shift. He's still tracking back. He's still causing problems defensively. Had a couple of deflections and clearances um i believe it's just it's not the highs that we were at you know early on in the season or the first five minutes of the united game obviously Mm. but to be fair wasn't that united game after all the contract talks started too yeah yeah it's it's it it just seems like a funny coincidence that that is literally when it's gone downhill if you like well not downhill but stagnant um yeah i would say a plateau uh you know slightly below his definite peak, mm. but I think with Gay being brought in in the center, like the center center, 
Um, I don't know. I would just like the Wobi to drift a little bit more towards the middle. I yeah. think he can do more. Mm. Yep, definitely. But I, I would not at all. I would definitely not accuse him of being a passenger. This is not like, you know, the worst of Schneiderlin or Sigurdsson or like pointing all over the pitch. He's still making stuff happen, mm-hmm. yep. you know, with intent. Yep, that is true. Um, I, I would I would say if you looked at the fixture list before the season started, mm. you, you'd probably say the last three games you'd you'd take a draw out of any of them really mm. I, I wouldn't you know united at, at home although, although we do seem to do okay they are united at the end of the day spurs away in their new ground i would never have expected anything out of that yep. and then away to newcastle on a wednesday night mm. it, it, again it's it's a big ass so these these are why i'm not massively worried because yeah, ask me again in four games time, then I'll tell you. Because <laughs> yep. we'll they are definitely games that we want to be picking up points. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, Seamus Coleman made his three hundredth start for Everton tonight. Um, Phil, what did you think about uh, Coleman's performance? And do you think he's he's kind of been exposed because of his lack of legs? Yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't do a, a lot wrong, but he didn't do. He didn't. He didn't do a lot. He didn't do anything amazing, to be fair. He did. Yeah. He's not the impact that Patterson was having before his mm. unfortunate injury. Yeah. Um, because he was Patterson essentially like Coleman was when he first broke into the team. He's fearless, yeah. and he, he you know he, he marauds down that that right hand side and mm. his link up play is pretty good with whoever's playing in front of him, whether that be Gordon, yeah, uh, or someone else, and. He's also quite good at bringing the ball inside. He cuts across into the midfield. It, there's no fear in him, and that's that's what you love about him. Whereas I feel, obviously, Coleman, Coleman's been around for that long now. He's got a lot of experience. You yep. don't see those kind of runs from him so much anymore. Hmm. Um, he's obviously lost the yard of pace, though he, he can still track back pretty well. Yeah, but he doesn't. He just doesn't offer much in an attacking sense anymore hmm. now. Yeah, um, and I think when you've got as much as I like Milenko on the left, he's he's. A, I, I refer to him as like a, a left a left footed Hibbert, really, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, or no, old Barrett of the past. You know, <laughs> he can defend, but he doesn't offer a right lot else. Yeah, yeah. Um, he obviously has a, a, a goal in him with, with that volley last year was incredible. Mm. So we know he's got it in him, but uh, again, hopefully with um, Cole and Baines working with him, we can learn to be a bit more offensive. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, um, but yeah, in terms of Coleman, I, he didn't do a lot wrong. He just didn't offer a lot. And I think that's where his career is now. You'd expect him just to be a bit more... If he's on the pitch, he's the captain. So you want him to be more vocal, like you said, yeah. when, when they should have been down to 10 men. Mm. Where is he? He should be in the ref's face there. Because we know if that was you know a captain of any other team, they'd be straight over to him. Yeah. what? Why? how the hell has he stayed on the pitch? Mm. Um, and, and that's what I want to see from him but maybe that's not his character uh, maybe he's too nice for that um, Possibly we yeah. always hear you know, how much of an amazing person he is from everyone um, which is great and everything but Andrew do you think you know, Col- I mean Coleman's been at Everton a long time now do you think our kind of uh, crap losing mentality has kind of you know taken him over and that's why he's because he's not, as Phil mentioned, he's not a very vocal captain. Is he? He, you know, he kind of leads by example. But at the same time, is he just 
you know, a victim of Everton, I suppose. Um, I don't know. He's old. Mm. And I say that as a man who's two years older than him, but he's <laughs> old. <laughs> I think he's just tired. Mm. Um, yeah. I've seen him stand up for our play. He'd been wrong before. Yeah. Um, I remember last year, somebody got trucked and he got right in their face. Mm. Um, I just think in this, I don't know, uh, with the Joe Linton one, I feel like if we rewatch that, maybe it wouldn't look as bad because none of the players really, especially even gay, it would happen mm. to. Yeah, never really like reacted like they were wronged, mm. especially hard. So maybe it wasn't all that. If you, was just a weird real, if you see it in real time, he smashes into like a speed train. It's mm. it's it's how how have they not all surrounded him? Yeah, you know, yeah. If you're on the pitch, if you're I know I know when I used to play football. If if there's somebody up you and on the opposite team and they've got a yellow, mm. you, you're constantly looking at them and trying to agitate them and make them commit a second foul. Yeah. Yeah. Every on the pitch who's, who's booked to an extent. Mm. So yeah. It's, it's for particularly somebody as much as Linton lets to get his foot stuck in. Yeah. And he gets booked early doors. Surely you go and target that a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and when he makes a foul like that, you surround him. Yeah. You get that on the ref. Um, it just yep. seemed, it just seemed odd. And like I said, none of the players reacted and it just all passed by. Um, it's only, I think it was Andy Townsend on the commentary on Prime, and he was like, I can't believe he's essentially he's a very lucky boy there to sit on the pitch. Um, yeah, you kind of yeah. get sick of that hearing that kind of thing as an Evertonian, <laughs> just uh, yeah, it's just like a little pat on the head kind of situation. Because as you said, they then had the luxury of taking him off at half time and still having 11 players on the pitch. Um, do you think we would have scored if they had 10? Probably oh, not. God, no. 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 <laughs> I think no. that would have been worse, honestly, like mm. for our mentality. Yeah. No. Yeah, probably we could have played till Christmas and still probably wouldn't have scored. Um have a look. I'm just I'm just going through the team here. So James Garner came on as well. Um again, he, he looked okay for me. He's he you know, he's putting his hand up to receive the ball, he's shouting, he wants the ball, he wants to make things happen. So I thought he was quite good. Um Phil do you have to start him next game? I would, to be honest. Um, anything that gives us a bit more possession, mm. particularly now we're playing, we've got Palace next, so yeah, we, we know Palace are also a possession team. So, mm. and the likes of their players, as etc. You don't want to give them too much of the ball. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think, I think I, I don't I don't I don't know who you drop for him. That's the only problem. Because you've got to drop one of a a Wobi, Gay or or an Arno. Yeah. Um or you or maybe drop, drop a winger and have you like drop a winger. A I mean, to be honest, after tonight, I don't think you'd notice if you drop one of those. Yeah. Um, and and maybe yeah, maybe we go old school and we play four four or two. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> and um yeah, we, we go with Calvert Lewin up front, maybe with Gray off him. Mm. Uh, and or, or or maybe you play Garner in, in the hole of it, um just behind the front two. Um but yeah, um he I'd I'd give him a go now. Obviously Frank will know when he's confident enough to, to give him the, a full ninety, but every yeah. time he's come on so far he's impressed me. Um he he looks for the ball constantly, mm. uh, which is great to see for the age of that player. Yeah. Um he doesn't give the ball away. Um he can whip a, a decent ball in. Um so yeah, I'd 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 certainly look at starting him if mm. if he's fit and ready. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Andrew, what about you with the 
James Garner, would you just throw him in next game? I would still say sub. Okay. Um, I think he's being viewed right now as the guy that if we need to chase something, mm. he's going to be that guy. I think Frank wants kind of the really solid spine yep. that we had up mm. until that point. And to be fair, like Newcastle still only scored one. So I think yeah. we're still relatively okay defensively. We just couldn't pull anything off on offense. Mm. But um, yeah, I still think he's viewing Garner as somebody coming into his own eventually. Yeah. So I think he likes, you know, the back four as is, aside from, you know, Patterson being in there for Coleman. Mm. Middle three is established. And then when we need to really chase something or maybe even extend a lead, that's mm. when Garner comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Onana, again, had one of those really clean tackles, like just barely comes off from being a foul. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. Some of the stuff he does is, is just amazing. Uh, I'm going to do Onana. And then you, two seconds later, he does something where he just completely overhits a simple pass. I think he hit one. He tried to play Calvert Lewin in, completely overhit it, and just went straight through to the goalkeeper. Um, and, uh, I tell you what I didn't like as well today. Dan Byrne is six foot six and he was playing left back. Now the last couple of weeks we've been playing a diagonal ball over into the corner and asking Onana to try and win the header. Onana wasn't winning the header against Dan Byrne because he wasn't even over there. We were aiming it to Anthony Gordon, who was up against Dan Byrne, which just seemed absolutely stupid. I mean, I don't know why why we were doing stuff like that when we were under the cosh. It seems madness, but um yeah, I mean, the team in general, as you say, the back four was okay. Um, Mikhalenko, mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think about Mikhalenko. He's kind of, as Phil's just described him perfectly, he's like a, you know, a left, a left-footed uh, Tony Hibbert. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, is there a shout for Vinagre again to come in, uh, Phil, instead of Mikalenko? Because he, he seems to be a lot of, un, you know, he's getting a lot of criticism on Twitter as well, Mikalenko, at the moment. Yeah, you could potentially take him out of the firing line and, and give Vinagre a go. Um, I'm trying to think he would be up against against Palace, though. That's the only thing. Um, against Palace, the game might suit Mikalenko more because he's he'll be up against somebody he's going to have to defend against. Yeah. Uh, would it be Eze? It could be Eze on that mm -hmm. side. I'd rather have Eze tends to switch around from side to side, though, doesn't he? So yeah, um, Zaha uh, stays left. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he stays with Milenko just due to that fact, really. Oh, it's um, uh, Olise. Uh, yeah, he's another yeah. another good tricky winger. Yeah, the, the front the front three is brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I would say about tonight is, unlike the Spurs game where we could have quite easily been two nil ahead, mm. we didn't have any clear cut chances. Which yeah. in ninety minutes, you know, we're not we're not playing world beaters here. We're playing it. We're playing a team that spent a small king's ransom on whatever Eddie Eddie wants to tell you. Yeah, um, on paper though, you'd say we had the better team on paper. You were on paper, um, but to really. You know, Hmm. I think so. Like, I mean, I'm looking at Newcastle's team there tonight, and I guess without Saint Maximum. Yeah, without yeah, Saint Maximum and, and uh, okay. Isaac. Yeah. I was thinking in general, it's like. <laughs> no, I mean just tonight, like you know, Callum Wilson doesn't strike fear into anyone. Neither does Jacob Murphy, even though he had a couple of opportunities. Joe Linton in midfield, just again, 
doesn't really do anything and you're not worried about these players. Longstaff is another really boring player, even though he does a tidy job. You know, Dan Byrne, Trippier, they're just players that you think, do you know what? We should be, like, giving them a go. And on paper, you think, like, we had the better midfield and they were just schooling us. They were playing nice one-touch passes, looking like prime Xavi and Iniesta. And I just, I just can't make out, like... Like I said, it must be like a mentality thing because why on earth we just can't take the game to a team and just go for it is just beyond me. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there anything else we can we can add into that before you know we start slagging them off a bit too much? No, we just we just, we just struggle so much in the area just after the halfway line. Yeah, so we're okay in and around the centre circle. And then that important section where I suppose the number 10 would sit in the pocket, I suppose. Yeah. We struggle in that area so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's we, we either lose possession there or the ball gets pumped into the box and it's in the keeper's hands. Yeah. We, do, we don't seem to... When you watch the best teams like City, you've got Bernardo Silva just constantly in that little area around there. You've got De Bruyne occupying that area. Yeah. And, 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 and then teams just can't get out of their own box because they just... Mm-hmm. They're constantly the ball just comes back and then just back in that area again, and we don't seem to, we don't seem to be able to ever command that that bit of the pitch. And yeah. whether that's we just don't play high enough off, or mm. we just, whether we just don't have the players that can hold up, I, I, I don't know. But the, the times we do get into the area, we, we look dangerous. That's when Anana breaks forward and he gets to the area, and then defenders immediately start to back off. Yeah, and there's, there's that chance for Calvert Lewin where he gets put through and he just tries to cut inside and it's bad first touch mm. but it just didn't happen enough tonight and um it, it just seems odd but we just can't we can't get any kind of control or possession at, at that point of the pitch yeah definitely mate um andrew do you uh see us getting anything out of the palace game even though we're at home you'd think okay we should actually go and take the game to them at home but that's not necessarily the case with everton but do you think we can uh Get a win from that one. Do you think we could convince Vieira to kick someone again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could try. We can try and bribe him beforehand. The old see red what card and... All right. Yeah. Morale booster. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they're dangerous. I think our defense is still relatively solid. I think the force of Goodison can get us one if one will be enough. That's the mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the question. Um, what so about you? Yeah, maybe? sorry. Maybe, yeah. Sure. We'll say sure. That's what I used to say when I worked retail. Like, you got accessories? Sure. <laughs> Didn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if this was another team, you'd say, yeah, they'll, they'll beat them. They're at home. Yeah, no problem. But not with Everton. It's never that simple. Um, yeah, what about you, Phil? Do you think we can get something from that game? Because... It's a relatively short turnaround, you know. It's only on Saturday the game now, so. Um, I think not... because we're at home against Palace, I, I, I don't think the crowd will put up with us just soaking mm. up pressure. I, th- I, th- I think, I think we have to go with with the tactic to at least try and gain a bit more possession and and go go for it. Um, yeah. Because as soon as as we all know, Goodison. If you know if it's still you know nil nil at forty minutes, ground start to get a bit restless, yeah. And then half time, and then you're sixty minutes in, and 
still nil nil. Mm. And then you're just looking for, you know, Eze to grab one or something. And then yep. we're chasing the game again. So our, our, our best thing for them, I think, would try and score early within the first 20 minutes or so and then mm. just give us something to build on. Um, I think statistically we know that the first goal scored in the Premier League it results in, I think it's a very high percentage that that team will go on and win the game. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's always about the first goal for me a lot of the time. Mm. Um, we've, we've shown a bit of resilience in that we can come back and equalise, um, but it's 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 so important trying to get that first goal, particularly when you're at home, and mm. particularly at Goodison. Um, we got the I first goal against United at Goodison. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Mm, that's true. And then we just I think because they're just a bit more behind the team and behind Lampard now as mm. well. Though the, the the crowd don't seem to turn quite as quick at the moment, but you know if if we don't get anything out of these next four games, that may change. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I mean, what else can we say? Like, um, just off the cuff of nothing, I saw this on Twitter. Um, Zavi has a worse win rate than Kuman did after the same amount of games. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so mm. he's probably sitting somewhere smugly. In a different way than he normally does. Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm enjoying Barcelona's downfall, to be honest. I really am. Um, on another note, did anyone notice, um, for some reason, Neil Mopé had blue socks on, while the rest of the team had white socks on? <laughs> really, really weird. I have no idea why. Such an amateurish thing to do. It's like we can't even be bothered. Did we run Could out be worse. Run? Could be Sidibe. Could be Sidibe with just one sock, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Just, just <laughs> Everton, isn't it? Just Everton. I mean, we're yeah. a club for first. It's probably not a first, but, you know. Yeah. Mm. yeah <laughs> first this season, we'll say. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, that sees us. Uh, let's see, where are we now in the table? 15th. Um, Leeds are one place behind us with two games to go, or two games in hand, I should say. Um, Aston Villa have got one game on us, so um, yeah, it's getting a bit edgy for me. Like, it's getting a bit edgy, so I have to start picking up points. We need to get something out the Palace game because I think you know, it'll start turning on, turning nasty again in the ground and things. And uh, four on know, a trial would be very bad, even in nasty. spite of the context. Like, I didn't expect anything from these three, mm. but yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that was our rundown of the Newcastle game um, join us on Saturday or if we do a, a midweek kind of news we'll we'll give you that news as soon as it breaks but yeah other than that join us on Saturday for the Crystal Palace instant reaction at, uh, hopefully we can get something out of that because I'm feeling very pessimistic at the moment but yeah anyway Andrew, Phil thanks for joining me and uh, we'll catch you in the next one cheers Evan are we Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually, and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. 
you really do make precision engineer tools for your family jewels and it basically looks like an f117 stealth bomber for your balls it looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand which looks like something batman would use so yeah it's pretty sick the performance package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker for your ears and nose crop reserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff the ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way you need it trust me the lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000k led spotlight if you need a more precise shave the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker nose and ear and ear trimmer and the weed bucket is also waterproof and also has manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped box, Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at EAWpodcast at gmail.com.